often get asked from people who have yet to start their nonprofit or their business entity, Rebecca, which one should I start? Should I start an LLC? Should I start a nonprofit? Or should I start just a for-profit? And it's actually a really, really good question because there are distinct benefits to a nonprofit and some benefits also to opening a for-profit. And your entity really matters. And a lot of people think that if they have a social cause that they have to open a nonprofit, but that isn't true. You can have a for-profit with a social cause. So I want to break that down for you today. Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode three of the Harvesting Results Show, where I help you serve others by giving you tools, resources, and advice so that you can nurture your roots and harvest the fruits of all that hard work and dedication to your unique cause. I am Rebecca Britt, your host, and today we are talking about LLC or for-profit versus nonprofit. So before we get into it, if you are just thinking about starting your nonprofit, uh, maybe you've been thinking about a nonprofit, but you don't really know how to start it or, or which you should start, you are a perfect candidate. Head over to Cthulhu.com slash startup. I have a free master's class. It's going to walk you through the top three mistakes that nonprofit startups make, and it will help you set up a good foundation for before you even think about starting your nonprofit. So head on over there, katulo.com slash startup. So let's talk about the differences between a for-profit and a non-profit. First, let's talk about funding. So taxation and funding. So if you are a for-profit, you are going to get your funding from possibly investors, possibly like a bank loan, or most commonly program fees, services, products. You're gonna sell something that somebody's going to buy from you. Now, as a nonprofit, you're gonna get your money from grants, donors, sponsors, and program fees. People say, you know, does nonprofit mean no revenue? Because Rebecca, like, I need to get paid to do this. I, I can't have no money coming in if I'm gonna dedicate my life to this. And no, a nonprofit does not mean no revenue. It doesn't even mean no profit. It just means that there's no owner that is taking profit from the business that if you have a year where you're up and you do have profits that you are reinvesting it back into the social cause and the mission, which can be salaries, it could be equipment, it could be anything that you need to run the nonprofit, but you're just not taking like dividends or a cut of your profit, okay? So you do not need no profit or no run revenue. It's just a business. Uh, nonprofits are just as much as a business as a for-profit, okay? That is the funding component. Now taxation, this is a huge benefit of nonprofits, right? So nonprofits don't pay any taxes on those that revenue. So if they bring in grants, donors, but if they sell services or they sell products, that nonprofit gets to keep 100% of that revenue. They do not need to send in taxes to the IRS. Now, if you have a for-profit, you need to pay taxes. So you need to pay taxes on all the money that you bring in. And you have to pay uh, employer tax and all of that if you have employees as well. So taxes is a big reason to be a nonprofit. It's also a perk for that, those that give to you. So when people write you a check, it's tax deductible for them. So they get to write off their taxes as well. Now, 
There is still ways that you can get sponsorships uh, or corporate sponsorships and money for your for-profit. So let's say that you have a for-profit and uh, you offer therapy services. You are going to have a corporate partner, somebody else in the community is going to give you $5,000 um, because they believe in your services and they think you're great. But you're also gonna put their name on a big plaque in your waiting room and you're going to say so-and-so is a sponsor of this. So that still is a tax write-off for that corporation or for that business entity because it's advertising dollars or they're gonna categorize it as something that is still a business expense and a write-off for them. So you could potentially still get sponsors that just want some type of benefit like you putting their name in something, you putting them in your newsletter, you shouting them out as a partner for you and they still get to write that off. So just because you're a for-profit doesn't mean that you cannot take in corporate sponsorship dollars um, and that it can't still be a tax benefit to those corporations. You're just not a nonprofit. So think about that if you're definitely gonna go the LLC route. So that's funding. You can still bring in revenue if you're a nonprofit. You can still get sponsors if you're a for-profit. There's just a little bit of a difference there. Let's talk about organizational structure. So this is a big one with a for-profit at the top of the organizational chart is the owner or owners. They are the ones that have full control over the business and everything the business does. And then underneath them are the staff and they may be responsible to investors. Like they have to pay back to investors, but they are at the top. They own it all. And then there is the nonprofit organizational chart. At the top of the nonprofit one, there's the board of directors. So if you are an executive director or you're somebody that wants to start a nonprofit and you'll learn about this in that uh, nonprofit startup masterclass, but you go out and you find board members um, and you need to start a nonprofit, you need at least three board members. You need a chair, you need a secretary, and you need a treasurer. You need at least those three and they're not gonna be you, or at least they shouldn't be you. Because the whole point is that you're establishing a organization that is offering a public good or a public service. And to do that, they can't just have one person leading and owning the whole thing. They need a board that kind of governs that, looks at how you're running it, looks at how you're spending money, how you're taking in donor dollars, um, and how you're being accountable to the mission. So the executive director, even though you're the person that thought this whole thing up and wanted to start this whole thing, you're actually an employee of the board of directors. So that's right. They can just fire you. You do run the organization. You are there to execute all of the daily operations and you also manage all of the staff of the nonprofit. So, you know, you are the leader of the nonprofit, but there's a board that sits over you. They own everything and they manage you and can fire you. So I just wanna tell you a little story because I didn't think about this before I started my nonprofit and it's why I'm an LLC today. I had started a nonprofit that matched up uh, community mentors with foster adopted kids and it was a program that offered mentorship and equine assisted learning and it developed life skills in those kids. And it was all my brainchild. I was the one that thought of it. I was the one that went out and got board members. I had to sell my board members on the idea, sell them on the mission. 
all of that. I understood childhood trauma. I understood natural horsemanship. So it was all what I created. As my program grew and other organizations said that they wanted to launch a similar model at their organization, I needed to develop the model and publish it and offer it. Well, as I was starting to write the book and starting to develop it, it became very clear to me through discussions I was having with my board of directors that guess who owned all of that? The whole model, the name, the book, the products that I was developing, they did. My board of directors owned it. So I started to realize, oh my goodness, they could fire me and I could never be able to talk about or sell or be the spokesperson for this beautiful brainchild that I had. They would own the name, they would own the book, they would own the model, all of that hard work, blood, sweat, and tears, and everything I had dreamed of and created, they owned it. Because when you are an employee of something, they own the work product, okay? And I was an employee of that nonprofit. So it was a lot of growing pains. I basically said, listen, I'm just gonna leave and you guys can get somebody else. I'm just gonna quit and take this with me. I had created it all, so they weren't gonna be able to run it without me. And, and then I just shut it all down and developed an LLC. And it worked for me because I wasn't serving kids anymore. I wasn't gonna do the mentorship program anymore. I was just gonna develop the model and be the administrative support to all of the sites that wanted to launch the model. So it worked for me. Now, my main clients are nonprofits. They purchase the program model from me, but I own it completely. I own all of the assets and I get all of the profits. So I have 100% control over that stable moments brand and I wanted that, it was really important. Now, before I scare you away from doing the nonprofit route because you don't want the nonprofit to own everything and you don't want them to be able to fire you, you can protect yourself. Your bylaws are the actual like rules of your organization. They're your policies, your procedures, and if you're like me and you just start things without putting much that much thought into them because you'll fix it later, you know, I found like bylaws on Google and that's what I submitted because you needed to submit, you do need to submit bylaws to be able to become a nonprofit. But I realized later that didn't protect me and wasn't the best way to do things because you really want to write your bylaws in a way that dictates how you want the organization to be run. It's the point of them. So you can actually write into your bylaws a bunch of these protections. You can make a very you know, rigid process for how an executive director or how you would ever get removed from the organization that you know, you're never removed unless there's some real like gross negligence or you know, misappropriation of funds or something. So you can write that into the bylaws. You can also write into the bylaws that everything you create is your intellectual property and that you maintain ownership of that. So you can protect yourself just by having the bylaws. Just make sure that you're working with a nonprofit attorney, which start making connections today with somebody like that, because it would be awesome and uh, prudent for you to have not only somebody like that to talk to um, when you're establishing your entity, but if you get lucky enough, having them on your board can be really great. So start looking into uh, having a nonprofit attorney and just thinking about how do you protect your rights if you're gonna go the nonprofit route. All right, and then finally, volunteers and staff. So if you run a for-profit, you don't get volunteers. That is called slave labor. I don't make much money from Stable Moments. I don't, it's still a social mission, but it's 
a for-profit entity now. I afford to pay myself a very small amount, not nearly the amount that would actually account for the hours I put into it. In the beginning of me becoming an LLC, I was like, gosh, it would be really nice to have volunteers again to like package up these activity packs. But no, nobody's gonna volunteer for you. Um, one, again, slave labor. And two, like Rebecca, if you want to do this as a for-profit entity, then make profit, like sell your programs, figure it out, hire someone. So you don't ask volunteers uh, to volunteer for your for-profit. You're gonna hire staff. It's gonna be all of you until you can afford to hire staff. With a nonprofit, you can have your whole organization be volunteers. Now, I don't recommend that. I really, really think salaries are important, especially for executive directors. I feel like that is sustainable. If this is a legit organization that you're trying to build, then you need to budget in your salary. Donors, sponsors want to know that you're getting paid because that's what's sustainable. And if you were to win the lottery and leave tomorrow, they wanna know that you can hire for your position. Salaries are important. And I do think that, uh, you know, at least leadership and, you know, you want to be able to pay people to provide the services that you're going to provide. So if you're doing therapy at your place or whatever you need, you want to be able to get well credentialed staff and you usually need to pay people if they're good, but everybody else can be volunteers. So you can get volunteers doing administrative stuff. You can get volunteers doing marketing for you. They can run your social media channels. I mean, everything you can think of that you need help doing, you just find a volunteer to do it, which is incredible. It can really, really, really bring an organization along having all of that human, you know, the human resources, uh, without having to pay for them. So that is huge. Volunteers access is another huge benefit. Uh, of the nonprofit entity that, that you can tap into. You can also do interns. So I had interns and uh, if you're near a local college, you probably can do interns if you are an LLC, but I felt like it was much easier to get interns as a nonprofit entity. And uh, I had interns that were human services majors and also interns that were nonprofit development majors. So they actually were able to come in and develop like better bylaws once I realized I needed them. They were able to come in and develop job descriptions and board expectations and really get my board manual together. So that was awesome to have an intern that was able to do that and was learning best practices because they were in college for that at that moment. Huge benefit there. So let's recap. Nonprofit versus for-profit funding for a for-profit is going to be you're selling products and services, maybe a bank loan, maybe some investors. For a nonprofit, you can get grants, corporate sponsorships, personal donations, and you can charge fee for service in products. So you can charge for the things that you're offering even if you are a nonprofit. Taxation, not gonna pay any taxes if you're a nonprofit you're gonna pay taxes if you are a for-profit, okay? Org structure, remember, the board of directors is above the executive director. They can fire you. Make sure to put really protective language in your bylaws if you're gonna go the nonprofit route. The organizational structure of the for-profit is that the owner is at the top. You have full control. Uh, and full access to the profits of that for-profit. 
And then finally, volunteers and staff. If you're a for-profit, you're not gonna get help till you can pay someone. If you're a nonprofit, you can get a whole bunch of help for free. And you could get a whole bunch of team members that are working for you and no pay, no pay for them. So that is huge benefits on the nonprofit. So don't forget if you are new to this, if you're trying to figure out if a nonprofit's right for you, if you're starting a nonprofit, go over to katulo.com slash startup, snag that workshop of the top three mistakes nonprofit startups make. Trust me, I made these mistakes and I don't want you to make them. I want you to save yourself the headache. It is a quick master's class and it's my gift to you. I also would love to hear in the comments, if you'd like to join our Facebook group, you can leave it in the comments there. That's the nonprofit, uh, Cthulhu Nonprofit Academy, if you look on Facebook. And also, um, if you're watching on YouTube, just comment below, which one are you choosing? Are you choosing a nonprofit? Are you choosing an LLC? Why did you choose what you chose? How are you protecting yourself? I would love to hear if this was helpful for you and if you can offer to the community what you chose and why. Uh, I think that that would be a great asset to our community. All right, guys, I will see you next time and thank you so much for your service to this world.